Hi, everyone, and welcome to A Gem of a Secret Podcast. My name is Donatella My Secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How are you doing tonight, Coco? Um, I'm doing a little bit loose, um, just because I wanted to use that term in a sentence. <laughs> it's the word of the day. I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. Happy Thursday, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Happy Thursday. All right. Well, Coco, I'm super excited, because after a while of not having a guest on our podcast, we have one of the most dynamic entertainers here in Portland, Miss Nene Leaks Cartier. Nene, how are you doing tonight? What's the scene? We're excited to have you. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we are so excited to have you. Because you you started a podcast recently Mm -hmm. um, that has me in stitches, specifically (laughs) because you say whatever the hell you want to. Mm -hmm. And it's always so comedic and i know it's funny thing i know some of it's intentional and i know some of it's not but i'm just like i'm rolling the whole time and so we wanted to bring you on so we could talk about you know you and your podcast and like what's going on in your life thank you i'm excited to be here i always say you know in a sitcom there's like the main person who's like the pretty one Mm -hmm. and they're always pretty but they have a messed up love life for some reason or like you know there's always something like stupidly wrong with them Mm -hmm. i'm not them (laughs) <laughs> you know, like um, the sassy coworker um, who's like maybe like the gay one or mm-hmm. the like obnoxious. That's me. That always like has that like even in a time of sorrow, while my the tears and mascara are dripping down my eyes, I could say I kind of feel like I'm in an Adele music video. You know, I'm like mm-hmm. yeah, I'm that person, like the Kathy Griffin. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. So So where did you get the idea to start doing a podcast along this quarantine? A bitch was bored. Um, Yeah. Tea. Tea. I I was bored, but I was also uh, fearful of going like out and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I felt like um, quarantine happened at the same time as our our country was just being torn apart in many different ways. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I think it's because we don't know how to talk to each other. We don't know how to talk with each other anymore. Mm, and so I had known Thomas peripherally and we were friendly and we were acquaintances because we um he works at the club as well and I noticed he had a podcast and he had a a very strong opinion but he had compassion even though he was like wrong in his opinion um (laughs) and I at times appear wrong to others (laughs) <laughs> to me, mm, sure, <laughs> that is to, to be determined. Um, but I wanted to bring back the conversation. Mm. We have much more in common than we have um, in different. You know, who knew? Everybody's just a hoe, not just me. You know, um, um, t-, t. Oh, yeah. we are all combined by sex. We all got here by sex. <laughs> and now we're all straight people, gay people, non, non this, all that. Like everybody's mm-hmm. making their own rules these days which I think is fantastic, but I think what we have to do is, as we're making these own new rules, is remember, judge not lest ye be judged. Right. And that's a thin line between gay and straight, right? A thin line between gay and straight, yes. I love that. Yeah. With producer and co-star Thomas, and he is literally a, he's a 40-year-old, very handsome. He's 40? Girl, hey, that's good moisture. Now you see why I gotta wear foundation every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I got to because they thought I was the 40-year-old and he was the 30-year-old. He's a 40-year-old father of five, identifies as straight. Um, father of five. Oh, and I am a 30-year-old baby's mother, side mm-hmm. chick of none. Chick of none. Can I put that as a memoir? um, And I'm black, and he's Mm -hmm. white, and but he grew up um, in a very urban environment. I grew up in mixed environments, and we're all a mess. And I think that what what I come to realize is everybody is a mess. Everybody is a mess, and it's just we're all playing a game of who's covering the best. Oh. Oof, that is a, oh Ooh. man. I'm going to have to unpack that later with my therapist. It's like a styrofoam wedding cake. It looks so pretty on the outside. You go to cut it. You can't eat that. <laughs> Everybody is a styrofoam or a crumble or a burnt cake. Who has the prettiest frosting though? Oh, mm-hmm. t- tea. Oh, wow. This, 
Uh, you heard it here, listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So let's get into your drag history because we're a drag related podcast. Let's get in your drag history. So mm-hmm. what got you into drag? And then also tell us, tell us what it's like working at Darcells. So like we, like obviously we know a lot of the girls that work at Darcells and things like that, but we haven't had really in-depth conversations with what it's like to be a cast member there working several mm-hmm. nights a week and like being at big, the bigger shows and the costumes and what that experience is like to have your own table and all that good stuff. So yeah, how'd you get into drag and tell us what it's like working at Darcells. I got into drag because I got tired of them, the um, entitled gays not moving out of my way when I was hosting at Stag. What I call a creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because I would watch Godiva walk through the Caesar Park Mm-hmm. I will watch even like some like busted drag queens walk through the seas will part. You got on a pair of heels and a half a lash, the seas gonna part at a gay bar for you. <laughs> but me and my fat so and, and you know my questionable fashions that I call <laughs> oak tool that the people can't even spell. They were not checking for me. Like they would check for me, but not. Nah, I had to like. It's like, okay, who do I got to blow to get through this fucking club right now? <laughs> For real. And everybody would be like, oh, no, I'm about, like, you know, it's like, well, in this city, it's like, mm, no, not I, not I. It's like, oh, we're all doing the same thing. Blowing mm. to try and get through the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Running out of people to blow. Um, so I, I like, I was itching to do it. And then the opportunity came because Alexis and I, we never wanted to, like, miss money. And... Because, you know, a gig is a gig, and you know. So yeah. she was going out of town, and she was she hosted, like, twice. So she did a brunch show, Testify, which I helped from the beginning with Testify. And that kind of, like, that was my saving grace because it was a gospel-themed show. And my favorite music is gospel music. I may be a hoe, I may curse like a sailor, but God, he orders every footstep and he mm-hmm. is with me each way. And I'm singing yes, Mahalia Jackson and Aretha Franklin's Amazing Grace on the way there. Yes, I'm ma'am. I'm sing yeah. Cardi B and uh, Megan Thee Stallion on the way back, but we uh, won't <laughs> So correctly doing church. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, okay. <laughs> Hold on, Ooh. Jesus. <laughs> Hold on, Hold on Jesus. And it was, I felt a connection to testifying like Alexis and... Alexis, Alexis and I didn't grow up together or anything. We honestly didn't start hanging out um, or not, you know, shoulder shading each other in the club until Stag. Um, because, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, when Stag was opening, I actually had a really nice retail management position. I was not checking to be working at no club. Mm-hmm. I was not trying to be, you know, that girl. I had that and then I had a side hustle. <laughs> a nighttime. <laughs> the nighttime is the right time, and your hours is twenty four. No, no, I wasn't a hoe. I wasn't. A hoe. Well, um, <laughs> so, well, like maybe getting money sometimes. That was by choice. That was for free. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> same opportunity. Same girl. <laughs> well, okay, look, it's hard in these streets. You need a top. You better not ask to charge them. You better just ask. <laughs> you don't have time to be charging these tops. There's three left. In Portland, okay. Oh, there's three left. <laughs> One of them is You know he got two more. Jesus. So I um so back to church. Um Jesus. Okay. So yeah, testify. Um, Alexis is going out of town, and she was like, "Oh, why don't you host brunch and I'll host your weeknight?" And I was like, uh, "Okay, how am I host?" Oh. And then I was like, mm, "I don't know, girl." So before mm-hmm. that happened, um, it was La Femme. And okay. the DJ, Jordan, was in, he was going to New Orleans. So Alexis and I, we planned, and I was like, okay, girl, I'm DJ Fashions is going to come. Nene is going to bust through the doors. She going to be there at brunch, but I'm not performing. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, oh, what if I'm like, what if I'm ugly? What if I don't like to make, like, mm, I don't know. I'm only buying one dress, one outfit. Uh-uh. They don't have shoes in my size. So I literally spent weeks planning this grand, fabulous outfit, ended up wearing a black stretch jumpsuit and church shoes. Because <laughs> you could not tell me I was not wearing Dior Oak Couture. You could not tell me. And the wig was a bob. Ooh. Oh, oh god! <laughs> That's why they call you Bob? It was not like... Bob. It was this part, and I looked like my mom. Oh. <laughs> I looked like my mom, which is not a bad thing. Um, my mom's very pretty. But I 
in the mirror, I was like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. the Bob. <laughs> but then the church shoes, it was like, oh. <laughs> I went to La Femme that year and that was in 2015. And I remember that night I said, oh, I'll never do drag again. I'm over it because my skin, what turned out to be, I developed folliculitis just from the shaving. And I just, mm. I didn't really know how to touch up. So when the girls was like, let's go touch up in the bathroom, girl, I was taking this powder puff and I was just smacking it. I couldn't <laughs> Because I only wore boy makeup. I didn't wear, I wore, um, oh God, I wore Laura Mercier, uh, mm-hmm. the little, um, what's her little, the lotion cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, this is like different. Why am I beating this? Then I got in a fight with this other drag queen. It was like, oh, <laughs> so La Femme was the first time, but mm-hmm. I started, I like wanted to get good, and I would, so I would start like. I wasn't getting paid to do drag at Stag. I was getting paid as a boy still, which was less than the drag queen. But I was mm-hmm. like, bitch, I'm gonna get good at this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get good at this yes. makeup. Mm-hmm. I can slay the fashions. I just gotta get good at wearing spanks because I don't like them. They're very mm-hmm. tight, very uncomfortable. Um, yes, I can yeah. walk with heels. That wasn't an issue. But I was like, oh, I'm gonna get good at this. One year later, I went back to La Femme and I competed, won the preliminary in July mm-hmm. for Oregon to represent Plus, which I was shocked. I won by three points. Everyone, everyone was crying. The the uh, Miss Pinata's team, they were cheering Pinata, and I was like, I don't give a fuck, girl. Like, I don't <laughs> it was like, it was like, oh. And I think what it was was I never felt I like the attractive one of my mom's three kids. I always felt like, oh, I'm the big one, the one that mm-hmm. likes to eat, the one that's always in grown folks' conversation, the one that's always getting suspended mm-hmm. from school, one that's always talking back. But I was never like. Never the athlete, never the beauty, never the, but I felt, I was like, oh my God, I'm the pretty one. And so I think that it was that, that's what drew me to it. Mm -hmm. But pretty gets old quick. So then that's where I had to bring back in my slick talk mouth because I kind of like tamed it for a while. And it was just like, it was cute, but it was cute and Christian. And Mm -hmm. it was like always tested. Like I would go to the club and perform encourage yourself. Because I literally thought like, oh, this is just, I'm not the sec, like, you know, like I can't be secular and I got over that very quick. You get fucked in drag one time, you'll lose that inhibition. (laughs) You will lose that. So yeah, that's Oh my gosh, I love Hosting, hosting a stag. And then like the store that I worked at closed. And so I had just had a conversation about how I was going to quit drag because I thought it was like ruining my retail career and I don't want to, you know. Oh, geez. So, but then I I changed my tune quickly. Like, well, girl, I guess I got to go buy some dresses and some heels. (laughs) This is what we got. And Stag really did help nurture me and um, being able to guest at Darcell's um, whenever and being the go-to fill-in for the girls as La Femme. I took, that was like, to me, one of the best prizes of La Femme because it's mm-hmm. kind of like an unknown, like when you win La Femme, you get to guest whenever you want at the club. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Because it's not like a spoken of prize, sure. but it's kind of like a thing where like, you're in the family now. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and if you want to get in the family, like in, in the family, and that was always my goal because I always, I, I love like production shows. Yeah, yeah, girls. the cabaret yeah. style. I love yes because yeah. you know why you learn one show and you do it like for, like yes yeah. you better let's do these and even you just make it different for you every time you know or the same get your coins <laughs> you know what works yeah <laughs> and, and you learn what works and what doesn't and you laugh it off because the, tomorrow's a new day and if tomorrow doesn't come you've had enough good days to say. What a life, you know? I have to honestly say, though, for you, because, like, here's what I really, did, like, gets disappointed in that top 40 drag scene is that, you know, like, it seems like a producer wants the cast to change it up every single time. But there are certain numbers across the city that I've seen certain people do that mm-hmm. I just love and I love whenever they pull it out. It's not, for me, it's like, oh, I've seen this before, they don't get a dollar. It's like, oh, I love when they do their this. signature. I'm gonna give them more money because yeah. I'm seeing, it's like it's like listening to your favorite Beyonce songs, being like, oh God, I love this song. It's and like- It's never gonna get old. And it's yeah. never gonna get old. And you, and it's it's your Whitney Houston mix for me, girl. Oh, like, you. oh, good heavens. I get I my life on that. Alexis here is this girl. 
<laughs> so I'll be honest, that mix is actually Jade Nova is singing. And I oh. think they should have chose Jade Nova to play Whitney Houston in that mm. terrible Lifetime movie. That they did. <laughs> yeah. It was the wigs for me. It was the wigs. <laughs> and then y'all, y'all, you can tell she's never done cocaine. So. <laughs> <laughs> and with a name like Jade Nova, you better have, you know, dipped her dad a little something, you know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I've never tried cocaine, but like, uh, I yeah. feel like. Oh, I love <laughs> Whatever. You like that. I was like, wow, you like the only Portland drag queen I can think of. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, goodness. Um, oh, heavens. <laughs> you know, so, so the Whitney mix, here's how it... I had heard the mix before because our friend Zach, he is always on his phone listening to music on YouTube, and mm -hmm. y'all know he's a singer. <laughs> uh, and he had sent the mix and he was like oh this is what I'm doing at Cars because every year the squad would do Cars like we do it every season and okay. we all did you know dip and do it and stuff so he had done this mix and Alexis was like bitch I'm doing that at the club and I was like well I'm going to do it at Stag and she was like no don't do it at Stag because I'm going to do it at Stag during brunch and I was like you can't call every good like we would <laughs> you can't call every good and she was like you can't you doing my Whitney I'd be like Carisha, that is not your Whitney. That is YouTube's Whitney. <laughs> that, that is YouTube's Whitney. So then I um I started to book like we started. I would book um something on the east side. So I would, girl, here goes my Whitney. Or I would book like um, uh, Club Kai Kai. And, oh, here goes Whitney, girl. Because I really do. I I relate to Whitney Houston a lot. I love my favorite movie is The Preacher's Wife. One of my favorite. Yes. Movies. Mm -hmm. And I just oh, love, I love how she. She was falling in love with an angel I while know. still being creatures. You know what I mean? Because she, oh, so because good. life was life still happens even though you can be you can be as close to God as a preacher's wife, and Denzel will still sweep a hoe off their feet. <laughs> I think that was the tagline of that movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm the narrator. You don't hear that often in the movie. <laughs> yeah. um, when she died, I used two bereavement days. I was a mess. <laughs> I, it was at 2.34 p.m. I was in chair 12 in the Broadway lab at Portland State University trying to finish up my damn finals. That And I, the Associated Press, there was only one article because someone posted on Facebook and it was a bitch I ended up deleting because I was like, you won't be posting no negative shit about Whitney. And then I tried to re-add her and she was like, bitch, how you going to message me that and then try and re-add me? I was like, girl, I didn't know it was true. My bad. <laughs> and I remember I was sobbing because I oh, felt like yeah. it was like, it was kind of like the the TikTok clock was wow yeah. Whitney. Like, you know, yeah. and I had wrote her a song and she never got to hear it. Mm, damn. Mm-hmm. And then they released that terrible movie, Sparkle. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. And it was like, they were hyping it to be her final performance, but she, um, his eye was on the sparrow, but I don't know what she was watching. Cause I, <laughs> you know, and I don't, I don't like, I don't like remembering her as that. I like to remember her as like the gift that we didn't deserve. Um, oh yeah. We, uh, the world killed Whitney Houston. Yeah. Much like the world killed Princess Diana, mm -hmm. because oh, absolutely. we wouldn't leave her alone, and like she wanted to get high when she wasn't on stage. Everybody mm -hmm. does it. Get mm tea. -hmm. Mm -hmm. She wanted to get away from Bobby, and she couldn't. Yeah, Bobby, it Bobby, brought, and she wanted to get away from her mother, yes. but she could never say that, and she wanted to, you know, the church, the 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 building, the church, mm -hmm. not God, and I think that. If you like, if that, if her death taught me anything, it's that I will never let these people get the best of me because, and if I do, it better be for a hell of a lot of money and a lot of good wigs because yes, you won't have me going out with my last good wig being that, that yeah, last well, wig. Girl, true. And they did her so dirty for the last few years of her life, right? honestly. And I just yeah. like... And I do feel that way because, like, I we just obviously because you know, um, just because like we're gonna sidestep into this conversation real quick, like, because you know, Todrick Hall, you know, released the thing with Brandy because oh. they were Todrick Hall released like Brandy Cinderella with Whitney, like, because he did a vi music video with Brandy, 
And then because it was for Disney Plus having Cinderella, mm-hmm. the Brandy. I just watched the other day. Yes, man. Oh, we did too. Oh, we did too. We yeah. watched the whole thing because like my <laughs> husband hadn't seen it yet. And I told him we'd have to get divorced if we didn't do that as soon as it was available. <laughs> it was Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> as the mom. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I just love a colorblind cast. So no, and I, because honestly, when I was watching her in that and I was like, dang. We re- what you said. I probably even titled this episode like "We Did Not Deserve Whitney Whitney Houston an Interview with Nene." We didn't. No. And this <laughs> cannot be the children she thought was the future, because I know. All <laughs> children of the future. These kids out on the max the other day. They tried to rob me. What? What? <laughs> oh and I'm sitting there, ice blonde wig. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Sure, um, with a picture of me on it with an ice blonde wig. I'm like, oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. They're from these fucking teenagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, I don't like kids. I don't like your kids. I don't like their kids. I don't like your kids. Please leave me alone. These fucking girls are scary as fuck, though. Like, no, they, aren't they? They are. They have no fear. They have no fear. <laughs> Jesus. And it's like, well, that period like noises that they make and crap. I thought we, was, we was raised off, um, you know, little scrappy in them, but these motherfuckers, mm-hmm. they raised off people that mumble and sip scissor for breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we was raised off knuck if you buck. I thought we was the hard ones. No, girl, I was on that mess. Yeah. <laughs> so let's switch gears just a little bit. Like, so you went to college, which mm-hmm. it's funny because like, when I when we moved here, obviously we see what's placed in front of us. We mm. see drag artists and whatever's, and typically drag artists don't don't go to college. Honestly, a lot of drag a artists, a lot of us don't. Yeah, yeah, don't go to college. Really? They don't. Yeah, girl, like people don't get into drag because they happy and successful. Like you're <laughs> depressed and you need to sing your Whitney Houston songs to us an audience. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So when like when I heard you at the was that hot- lad, right? Was or was that the first time that we did a? Because I remember our the first time, the lad. Yeah, yeah that, that was the first time that we did a gig with you, and I I really like. You're such a natural on the mic when you're hosting. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I, I love. Being, I like making people. I really do like making people laugh and or smile and like mm-hmm. being. If you can be someone silver, if if my sorrow can be someone's silver lining because I made it a joke, then I did something good. Yeah, tea. yeah, and tea. you were super accommodating too. Honestly, I remember my heel broke during that show, and you're like, "I have boots if you need to wear something else." <laughs> because I, I feel like that to me is like the sisterhood. Yeah. I don't, I didn't walk in the dressing room and be like, "Hi, sisters!" Like that's not my vibe. That mm, is not no. me. I can't mm-hmm. do it. But if yeah, if your heel breaks, girl, we can't have you be hobbling out there. Come yeah. on, you need the boot, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Or if you need a safety pin after my number, I can take the one out of my dress and give it to you. Because I can't. <laughs> though, I'm the um, I'm the same with you. I'm the bobby pin girl. I'm the girl who, for some reason, can never buy bobby pins. So I'm always bob- borrowing bobby pins. And there's always that one queen who wasn't the hey yes yeah, sis let's do this who's mm-hmm. just in the corner. She's like, girl, I have some bobby pins in my bag. Whole tin can, yeah, whole tin can of bobby yeah. pins. Yes, who's I just like, bought my first bobby pin. always that's my bobby pin sis. She always Takara always has every tool you may or may not need, mm-hmm. including a box of Popeyes, like to keep <laughs> in her purse. Like, yeah. like literally, it's like, well, damn girl, what you got? <laughs> you know, that's Cinderella's fair godmother bag. I overlive. Oh mess. So yeah, what did you what did you go to school for? Yeah. Um, well, I went to college to get away from my parents. And not that just because I think I grew up, I grew up watching a different world. I grew up watching Cosby yes. show. Different world is like, a, I still that watch a different world. Girl. I am <laughs> Whitley, Dwayne, I'm Whitley, I love me some Whitley Gilbert. <laughs> yes, I love her style, just like, oh gosh, yes, Reverend damn. 80s Chanel suits and, mm-hmm. like, what was a Chanel suit in purse to college? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, in black churches, they always make it seem like they're building some offering for your college fund and it ends up being $72 and you can't even buy a book and an application fee with that. A little bit too real. That's for real though. <laughs> but I always, and I wasn't, I was smart. I was in like the gifted program, but I wanted popularity. I wanted to be like popular. So I dumbed myself down in certain classes to be with the the popular kids or honestly it would be all the boys, the cute boys. Um sure. now looking back, I was like, Oh, I was just I was always a hoe. <laughs> Even <laughs> But it was all I think it was always just a 
I, I didn't want to not feel like I was in some way like connected to the it group. But then I realized none of them punks is going to college. So y'all sure. can be gone. High school, I was like friends with everyone. I went to high school in Hawaii. And I was like, if you didn't like me, I A, didn't care. But I would be probably call you out on the morning news because I was the morning news anchor in high school um, mm-hmm. every morning at 10 seconds after the 8.30 a.m. bell. I was always a little late. It is what it is. And at least you can say that that's my personality and it's not, you know, just drag. It's just life. Um, <laughs> so I've always liked being on a microphone and trying to, you know, make people laugh, give people a schedule that even I can't yeah. follow. Um, and I went to college because... I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Mm. And I thought, you know, oh, if you go to college, everything will be worked out for you. You get a job so easily. Quiet as kept. When I came out the closet, I was like, bitch, I better find a man. Fuck a job. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll find a man and give a blow job every day for the rest of your life. You'll be good. That didn't work out either. Uh, Got to try it all. Portland State University. So I mo- got to move to Oregon. I had never been here. Oh, wow. And uh, wow. I came here by myself. I got on a plane by myself. And my mom and I are very, very close. And I remember she drove me to the airport and she was like, you are really leaving me. And I was like, we've been connected at the hip 18 years, huh? Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, when you think you grown. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, was, I was pretty independent and my mom didn't really give me a curfew because she knew I had it together for the most part. I was pretty mature for my age um, because I had been working since I was like 14 or 15. Um, and I kept the same job and I didn't get almost fired until literally my two week notice day I got in a fight with one of my coworkers. I was waiting to get in a fight with like <laughs> and so I was I tried to be like a diligent person. I was like, college is gonna be it, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna get child <laughs> <laughs> college. So the first year was sickening. The mm-hmm. first year was everything. It was expensive as hell, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, my parents didn't, and they told me, like, oh, we don't, a college fund. I think you've got, like, $300 in savings bonds. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, that's about it. And so what my real college ended up being was, like, life and figuring out how to work, how Mm. to hustle, and how to still get my degrees on my own. And now that I have my two degrees, my real job is... Staying under the radar, so sadly, may don't catch me. And so she could uh, girl. For we real. just we oh, actually just talked about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were talking about how if Sally, I talk about Sally May like she real. Like well, I she talk about, really, she's a real person. That bitch, she tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you see Sally, you let me know. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, I, I will run way. hands with her in the streets. Like don't okay. play with me. She's ruthless. She's watch ruthless. T Sally. Where you at? Watch T. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So let's get on to. We have a few more questions for you. I want to know what do you think of the Portland drag scene? Yeah, what's your Oh, name? actually, and before we oh, answer, I didn't answer that, the Darcel question. Um, yes, you didn't answer the Darcel's question fully. Well, and I'll, then, I'll turn that into that question. And then also, what was your degrees in? Oh, I have a degree. So I started as pre-med and then I went to pre-law and then I went to pre um everything yeah. and I never <laughs> got any of those. But arts and letters was too easy. So I ended up getting and black studies was taught all by white people, so that was weird. Except for a white, and then one African who was very, very sweet, but he had a very heavy accent and he did not fuck with me. Um, <laughs> so I got a degree, I have a Bachelor of Arts in Communications and I have a Bachelor of Science in Psychology. My goal was to be a radio personality, a talk show host. Oh. Um, this still is uh, my goal. I did get fired from KPSU Radio though for spilling the tea on the football coach because he was in the club. <laughs> I shouldn't have been spilling the tea because I was in a club underage too because I had fake ID. Oh, uh, tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. mm. And then I played What If God Was One Of Us After a Trap. It was just... Um, it was- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I that. And I locked myself in the thing they couldn't get in that room. They were so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Memories. This um, is a, such Portland, a you story. And don't... People go, Portland is not diverse and stuff. Sure. I'm from Hawaii where diversity is something different to us. So to me, Portland is the most black people when I was in Portland State. That was the most mm-hmm. black people that I'd ever been around. Sure. So I, was, I ended up being the president of the NAACP. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Then getting cool. the NAACP shut down at PSU because we went and had a party instead of a 
Well, <laughs> I have no regrets. Um, <laughs> but I, I was able to like find myself. Mind you, I was closeted the first three years of college. Oh, oh really? Oh wow! Oh, you both were like, I I'm not, I, I'm sorry, you got a loud personality, baby. I'm just like, I, I think thought... it was one of those things that I had to. So I had my first sexual experience by choice. I didn't like it. I was like, mm. "Woo! I am not gay because that it was not for me." Mm -hmm. Oh sure. I didn't grow up uh, with parents that were homophobic necessarily. I didn't grow up with parents that were intentionally homophobic. They thought, I think they think they were accepting. And my mom was, but like, and my stepdad was too. But I think as a family, like we'd watch America's Next Top Model. Every time Mr. Right. and Ms. J walk in, they got to say, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I would be like, well, I don't believe for the outfit, like secretly. like, yeah. <laughs> And I was thinking, oh, and I think that that's, um, that was part of like, oh, I got to get the fuck up out of here. I made all these friends and all these connections, but I wasn't myself. So I was like getting blackout wasted. Oh wow! Um, like yeah. Syra wasted, but in college, like oh, yeah, that's dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Four local in my coffee cup. Yeah. When I say Syra, I mean like you know Syra, like the past of Syra, not like her current. You yeah. know she's together. Yeah. Right? Like imagine a nineteen-year-old getting that drunk. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's why I was like, oof. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't Absolutely. a good look. Yeah. But yes. what it was was good lessons, and so my yes. real degree, I think I got a degree in. I have a bachelor's in life and a master's in how to be your damn self. Yeah, well, I actually feel I like college, that. I feel like college is a a lot of people who go to, you can tell people who went to college and who didn't, even if they dropped out, because mm -hmm. they act differently, like about, they do, they just act differently because yeah. they were exposed to these social situations that you could tell other people weren't because they went straight into the workforce. Yep. And like, they understand how to communicate with people better even in their late 20s like right. you're like oh you went to college because you know how to talk to people and then you're like you definitely didn't because you are still a mess <laughs> or people, yep or how people observe stuff it's like mm -hmm. yeah bitch did you have to walk up in this starbucks so motherfucking loud they saw you when you walked in with the orange bag in the bar. <laughs> I'm like, I know there's certain, thing, certain things i do that i'm like oh i learned that in college because in college you gotta be cool because you know you're like yeah. you know mm -hmm. and i think that that's you gotta you, you're learning to be an adult so you're thinking Okay, who do I want to be? So I learned to make an entrance, even yes, when I'm not trying to make an entrance. Yeah, I could be trying to sneak in somewhere. I'm about to fall, knock down the blinds, and you know, and then still order my food. Like, what are you guys looking at? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, tell us about um, the Darcel experience, but then also, um, how do you like the Portland drag scene? Yeah, how I would you describe it? Portland has, to me, the most diverse drag scene, mm -hmm. probably. In any in any city, RuPaul is doing herself a disservice by not just doing a Portland spinoff. Girl, we giving people free shows on Facebook. We want so hard to be like everybody wants to say. If you're real, say it to my face. Well, I tried to say it to your face, and then you said I was being a bully. Yeah. So then yeah. I said it online. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Like, I would rather wait till you left the room so I could be like way more funny. Um, <laughs> it'd be like a little uncomfortable with you like right here, but okay, are you sure? Um, but I think that the, I think our community is just we're we're all fighting for a place to stand and a place to feel not alone. Mm -hmm. I don't think yeah, anybody wants to be deep. wanted. Anybody, we're not trying to be validated, but we just want to know that we're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's just like, like we said, people don't necessarily get into drag because they're in the best position in life. Yeah. Um, well, it's the whole yeah. frosting thing that you were talking about earlier. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. which we're looking pretty on the outside, but we have a whole slew of issues on right. under the surface. Yes. Yeah. It'd be some girls that I can't trust. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, she looked too pretty too soon. Who's making too <laughs> hmm Okay, stop well, talking about my drag daughter like that. But um, I feel like. That's the other thing about Portland. Portland, the girls will, um, I call Portland, it's the city of the 16 and pregnant drag queens. Like, that would be mm -hmm. the show because it'd be like, a bitch be like in drag for like two months and then be like, oh, well, yeah, because my drag daughter. Um, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, who are you teaching to be in drag? <laughs> 
No, and it's actually, I have to admit that though, um, I have met a lot of girls when they're like, well, no, that girl's my drag mother. And I'm like, she's been doing drag for 14 seconds. Mm. 14. Well, at least she looked like she only been doing it for 14 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on it for years and my tubes are tied. I'm done. <laughs> I never wanted a mother because I, no. <laughs> my mom is the one whose vagina I came out of. And mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. just, that's just me. I didn't realize when I said that at the time that I was, that was, that's a privilege. I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, everyone's always telling me, watch that show Pose. It's a little overacted for me. Um, So, like, I've watched certain episodes, but the one thing I take away from that is, like, damn, we, at one point, were really all we have. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yes, for sure. And they... <laughs> The booster, the girls was boosting it to go to the balls. I overlive. Um, mm-hmm. And so I see some of these houses and I'm happy for the girls that they can find a little bit of home, a little, you know, a mom and all that. Yeah, I just wish sure. that some of the girls took that part more serious because, bitch, you don't need a new drag mom every other week. Or just no. because your drag mom told you something that you didn't agree with. Or, you know, somebody mm-hmm. somebody said something that, that they're not a hater. Bitch, your makeup was busted. You know yeah, why? Right. It was busted. It's not because I'm a hater. It's because it was busted. Yeah. yeah. I, I, do, I, don't believe, I don't believe in house hopping as a drag mother. Like, my two drag kids that live in Portland, I, I specifically talk to them quite, like, literally and frankly. And I tell them all the time the bads, the goods, and I will mm-hmm. support them to the death because the family aspect of it is supposed to be important. But I see mm-hmm. a lot of the hoes in the city who will house hop and, like, for, like, that notoriety and that reach, and I don't necessarily love that. Well, that's not family if you get offended and move on to the next queen right. that can give you more, Exactly. You know? right. It's not. Because I'm a surrogate sister to the Campbell Stars because I, Alexis is my sister. Mm-hmm. I feel like God placed us in... God placed that bar in our lives to bring us together. Mm-hmm. That is my sister through mm-hmm. and through raw dog. And so to that, that always. And so I consider myself, but in terms of a house of Cartier, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't do the fundraisers that often. So if I can't buy myself a Cartier bracelet, what the hell I'm gonna do with a kid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really just, I like to be at my house and I like to, I, I suffer from bipolar depression. Mm. And so I have to maintain my mental health. And I know that adding someone to my mix, A, that means you got to borrow, they, they get to borrow all your clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for that. Then they get to borrow all your mixes. I'm definitely not here for another bitch coming out learning how to do my lip quiver. That's all mm-hmm. I got left. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I can't. I, I, I don't think I'm at a level where I should be. Do you want me to raise somebody? Child. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. I'm not trying to do that to Portlandia. Portland has been very good to me and I'd like to be good back to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the idea of the family thing, it does kind of intrigue me. And in my head, if I had a family, they like we would be, it would be no punk, mm-hmm. but I would be like, not the evil mom, but I would be very like, what's the girl named Electra? Is that what her name? Oh Electra. yeah, yeah. I would be very hard, very strict, and I would always be sickening, and I would make sure all of them had cars, so then I never had to worry about that. Oh, um, tea. Yeah. Oh my gosh, T. <laughs> Which I noticed a, some other drag queens do. So, <laughs> getting on with our last couple of questions here, I want to know because we asked everybody this question. If you got into a bar fight, what Portland drag entertainer would you like to have your back? And why? There's two. Okay. Uh, okay. I already know Alexis will have my back because all I got to do is yell, Carisha! <laughs> like, <laughs> she's going to come running. But the one I would want to have my back is Poison Waters. You know why she knows oh, everybody and I could definitely get up out of it. Mm. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Um, that makes sense. That's poison's a first for poison's for this, a yeah. first for this. Uh, yeah. We've heard a whole slew of people. Most people have Shaniqua said, Volt said Shaniqua. They said um, uh, Sativa. No, because all a bitch got to do is take Shaniqua up out of her heels or like push her up. <laughs> because if Shaniqua, Shaniqua, no, she don't like to fight. Because girl, we be tired as hell. We be sitting. There. <laughs> 
bitch, because these girls these days, they don't get tired. Yeah. They yeah. Wanna, did you see that video of that fight at Alien A? Them was all girls. Oh, you haven't seen the fight? No. Oh, they was brawling. You would have thought it was like, it was bad. And they, security couldn't separate them. They had to call like mm. the arrest and security. And these girls, these days, you know, these drag queens, I, you know, they'll take off their wig on you. And mine is like, coming off. <laughs> I'm sitting there trying to flirt with trade and please don't inter- don't make me have to get my deep voice on. Let me be a lady so I can like, you know, uh-uh. Mm-hmm, yeah. The bar fights though. Ooh, bar fight. Yes, that's so funny. I, I've never heard poison. That's a good one. And that's a good yeah, reason po- too. But because yeah. poison um poison always will pull me to I remember one time, can I say names? Yes. It's not yeah. Shady. Kimber Shade was trying to take me up out of my spirit on <laughs> CC's last day, and we was all over there. And I'll never forget. She was like doing the most. And I was like, oh. and as soon as I go to pop off, poison came out of nowhere. I was like, nay, nay, aren't we gonna just like take shots and just have a good time? And I was like, you're right, we are. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. She brought you to where you're be doing no foolishness on You are right, you are right. We had another gig, you is right. Okay, you is right. And I say you is right. You is yes, right. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, yeah. so to wrap us up for this, because we are going to circle back to this question so we can actually get okay. it out for the people. Um, outside of all the amazing accomplishments that you've done, I did see the posts online when you got when you had your whole thing about being a permanent cast member at Darcells. Uh, so tell us about that moment. It reaffirmed my faith in God for real. Oh wow. Like a thousand percent. It was one of those moments. I literally closed my eyes and I said, God is so real. Like it Mm. was, and it was one of those moments I'll never, ever forget. And I'm glad it wasn't on video because I feel like if it was on video and I would have noticed the video, then I would have hammed it up because bitch, I was on stage trying to hold it together. I was like, and Darcel was smiling. Like she knew she just gave me like the gift of a lifetime, but I think she knew how bad I really wanted it because I was about to leave Portland because Wow. I was like, I got two degrees, over 10 years retail management experience, only been fired for silly shit like a bad attitude. And quiet as kept, it's because I went to Starbucks and never came back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, but I couldn't get even hired at the hardware store as a sales associate. Jeez. Because I'm, I, and I, I know why. It's because of who I am. And I'm at a point in my life where, no, I'm not taking off my wig. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear my wig. And if I want to wear a pair, a pair of pumps, you better, well, then you better move as I walk past you. Yes, um, ma'am. Or just, you know, continue to mind your business. Um, and if I want to wear a shirt that says, fuck you, I love Jesus, I'm going to wear a shirt that says, fuck you, I love Jesus. You know? Yes, ma'am. Just because. Yeah. Jesus probably wouldn't appreciate that. I won't wear that to the gates, but I'll wear it to, like, right outside the gates. You know? <laughs> um, but it was that I called my mom, and I, my mom and I, she we had a heart-to-heart, probably on the phone for, like, an hour and a half. And I'm just like, you know when you're so so sad that you're not even crying you're just like depleted of all yes and i was like gonna call out of guesting that night and i remember i was just like girl nope i made this commitment because i had called out the night before because i was just sad i was like how the fuck did i not get this other job again here we go And so I called out the night before and I was like, why did I do that? That was like so silly. But then they ended up not having a show. And so the next night I get there and I'm sitting there and I'm like ready all early. And, but I'm not like being bubbly. I was, cause I had made the decision like, well, mom, if something doesn't happen, we had agreed on a a number of days. I was going to have to move to Virginia Beach. And I was just not with that Mm -hmm. life. Cause I don't really like it there, but it was just, you know, you, you can't pay rent with hopes and dreams. And so beginning of the show, Darcel is like, well, where is Nene? Where's Nene? I was sitting downstairs in the guest suite. I didn't know I was, you know, filling in for anybody. I thought I was just guesting doing my little two numbers. So she goes, no, well, she's getting paid tonight. And which was a common occurrence. So that wasn't nothing out of the ordinary. Sire and I are taking our pictures and I'm like, oh, girl, I can't wait for this fucking finale. So we get upstairs for the finale. Normally she goes in order and it was on stage would be Alexis, 
then Darcel, then me, then Syrah. So she skipped me. And I was like, ah, no, she didn't forget. So <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, so she goes, Lexis Campbell Starr, Bolivia Carmichael's, because Bolivia was there too. She was on the other side. Then she skips me and goes, Cyrus St. James. And I'm like, uh, I was just going to say, and our special guest. And she goes, and introducing our newest cast. And when she said that, tears were like welling. And the people in the front, they were a little shady during one of my numbers, but I won't call it to them because they were there on my big night. Um, They didn't know it was there, neither did I, but Jesus knew it all along. Mm -hmm. Leon's in the back and he's like, oh my God. Alexis is like, oh girl, this is Tiato, I know that. Mm -hmm. And I am like shaking as I walk up. But when I walked back to stand there, I was like, bitch, I can always say, if I only work one motherfucking day, I can always say, Nene Leakes Cartier was not only La Femme Magnifique crowned by Darcel and at the time Roxy, because he was living, but I was a Darcel girl and I worked while she was crowned the oldest working drag queen in the world by the Guinness Book of World Records, won an Emmy, Damn. got the street mm-hmm. topper named and taught me that literally the show will always go on if happiness reigns forever. Damn, bitch. Oh, that that's is amazing. That it, is was the, it was, it was, I'll never forget it. Yeah. Such an iconic moment. It was like, and there were only like seven people at that show that night. I would probably remember the faces of those seven people probably for the rest of like, well, depending on how the drinking like really like takes off or takes off. <laughs> I, I remember their faces and I remember they came up to me at CC's and then I remember just sitting at CC's and I couldn't believe it. And Alexis goes, girl, I need you to post this so I can post it, girl, because I got to post it. And I'm like, I don't even know what, what to say. And I remember I said, I'm not going to put it on. I put it on Facebook that I was a cast member. But I remember I wasn't going to add it to the work section because that tends to be a problem with me as soon as I add it to the work section. Mm, you know, things will arrive. And I got a slick mouth and I was not about to be tamed. And I was like, let me just get one year under my belt. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I made it to that year by the skin of my teeth and the lick of my gums. But... <laughs> <laughs> When I made it the one year and working there is like literally it's like a dream come true. It's like getting a scholarship to college, to, to, to a graduate school that you didn't really sign up for, but your parents was like, no, this is what your guidance counselor signed you up for and was like, bitch, Mm -hmm. this is what you should be doing. Now go and follow the damn rules and make something of your damn self. Mm -hmm, Because sometimes it's hard, you know, with older people and not Dar- Darcel, she's like the best. She's still the coolest and she still loves glamour and she still loves like that dream and she still loves that smile and that red lip and all that. Mm-hmm. And the girls, um, they teach me something new every day, whether I like it or not. Um, and yes, Mr. Man. Mitchell. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who literally, I, Mr. Mitchell, if you run for La Femme, you'll get to know him really well as a contestant because. Um, he'll be getting you together, gathering you, and then escorting you onto the stage, smiling in front of the people, and then mm-hmm. backstage screaming at you. Um, but <laughs> right, the so way cool. that the way Darcells is run, it is mm-hmm. so. I understand how they've been around so long because the respect that is given to making sure the audience sees something, mm-hmm. put more glitter on. Put, you need titties, Nene. No, I don't. You need titties. Okay, here are the titties. Okay, now you look like a woman. I don't, but okay. Um, mm-hmm. You need bigger hair. Like, it could never... It's it's the it's like the dream factory. And yeah, there are things that everyone can say they've changed, but I like that it's cabaret drag because to me, it's like... You can watch RuPaul's Drag Race all day, every day. Mm-hmm. But... And you'll see a death drop... And you'll see things I could never do. But when you see Darcel smile when she turns around and shows them people her 90-year-old ass and is still doing it year, you know, 50 years later, mm-hmm. you think, God damn, now this is a spectacle. This is a yes, show. This yeah. is entertainment. For and sure. That's beautiful. So it's 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 legendary and it's nice to be a part of the legendariness of it all. And I don't know what the end all be all for me will be probably cussing RuPaul out on like an Oprah special. <laughs> Fair. I'd love Fair. to see that. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see that. Or challenging RuPaul to let's, oh, you want to challenge? Let's do a makeup contest. You do y'all makeup live on TV. I'll do mine. 
Oh, caught a girl out. Um, I think drag is just the coolest thing ever. And sometimes you got to, you know, stop and think, (laughs) I really get paid to do this. Right. True. It's kind of cool. Yeah, but making people laugh and making people smile is sometimes as good as the medicine a doctor will give them or better than. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, definitely. Well, you definitely made us smile and laugh tonight. I really enjoyed having you you on. I'd love to have you on another time and and kind of pick your mind about just like your experiences with drag and all that, because I really enjoy talking with you. This is great. I'd like to have you guys come on the podcast. Yeah, yes, I'd love please. That. I'd um, love that. We love cross promotion. Y'all can sit there and stare at Thomas because that's what everybody always does. Every time we had a game, even when we had the straight man on, he was like, "Damn, he is really good looking." I was like, "Okay, he ain't that damn good looking. I'm good looking too, bitch. I'm good looking here, and we all be He is good looking. As far as the is hot." Oh goodness, I love that. Well, okay. that does bring us to the end of our episode. We are out of time, so thank you so much to our special guest, Nene Leaks Cartier. Thank uh, we you will for have... having me. All of their social media posted on our website at www.agemofasecretpodcast.com. Yep, you can catch us every Thursday, and um, we hope you enjoy this episode, listeners. Catch you later. Bye. This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of A Gem of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at the Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is a j e m of a secret podcast. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at agemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.